Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, December 30th, 2018. This morning's scripture lesson is from Isaiah chapter 63, verses 7 through 9. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because all that the Lord has done for us and the great favor to the house of Israel that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, Surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely, and became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Have you ever met Have you ever met a pastor or a priest who preached on something that you didn't want to hear? Have you ever met a pastor or a priest who delivered a sermon that you wanted nothing to do with? Anybody? I have. I've even preached some of those sermons to myself, all right? Have you ever met a pastor or a priest who came to you and told you something that you knew was true, but you didn't want to deal with it. I have. I've preached to myself too. The prophets, and I think both of my colleagues who are here today, Mike and Aaron, would agree that one of the challenges of being a pastor is to preach what you know is right, even if you know it is not popular. One of the tasks that we are given as clergy is to be a prophetic voice. And sometimes being a prophetic voice means preaching a message you don't want to hear, much less a message anyone else does. And I think sometimes the prophets get a bad rap in the church because the prophets came not only to tell of God's displeasure with the faithful, But the prophets also came to point God's faithful to the future. The prophets came to point us to a time when things would be better. To point us in a direction of hope. The prophets never called us to see it come to fruition. But the prophets called us to hope for the day of which it would happen. Back in Isaiah's time, and you'll learn more about this when you join our Bible study on Wednesday night. Back in Isaiah's time, God's people had been promised a deliverer. God's people had been promised someone who would deliver them from their oppression. Someone who would deliver them from their times of exile, their times of being put down, their times of just outright rejection in society. Many of you have heard me say this before, but I'll say it again. Do not buy anyone that tells you the church in America is oppressed. It's not. You want to see oppression? Go study what these guys were dealing with. Then you'll see oppression. And I'll stand on that the rest of my life. And in that time, and I think we've all gone through these times in our lives, 
where we just want to know it's going to be worth it, right? Sometimes we know we're going through hell and we don't see a way out of it. And at some point, as part of dealing with that hell, you go, I just need to know this is going to be worth it in the end. Am I the only one that's ever had that experience? No, we've all been there. And you notice what Isaiah is doing here in this passage. And there's so much to break down here. But let's just hit a couple of things real quick. The prophet is saying, I will recall all that God has done. The praiseworthy acts of God because of all that the Lord has done for us. And the great favor that he has shown to his people. I think one of the things that the Christmas season allows us to do, one of the things that this time of celebration, understanding Christmas season starts on the 25th and goes to the Epiphany, one of the things that it allows us to do is to be reminded once again of God's deep love for us shown in Christ the Lord. No matter how much our children drive us nuts at times, none of us could possibly imagine what Christ went through on the cross. And you cannot have Christmas without also looking at Easter, and you can't have Easter without looking back at Christmas. And sometimes a way to get through a hard time, sometimes a way to get through and to be motivated, especially in times when you're dealing with someone else who has just absolutely irritated the fire out of you, is to recall the good things. There's this meme that goes around on Facebook, and it's got to be true because it's online, right? It's got to be true. I saw it on Facebook. Absolutely accurate. Where the teacher was going down the line, and she was writing out the multiplication table. And she started out with, she was doing the nines. She started out with nine times one equals seven. 9 times 2 equals 18. 9 times 3 equals 27. 9 times 4 is 36. 9 times 5 is 45. 9 times 6 is 54. Have I gotten one yet wrong yet, Sam, or am I good here? All right, we're good. But you notice, how many of you stopped listening when you heard me say 9 times 1 equals 7? Because you think about it. And, and the point of the meme is the teacher says, you can get all the rest of the multiplication tables right. But the world is going to look at what you did wrong and crucify you for it. And I think sometimes we have that tendency in our faith. Instead of telling all the ways in which God has been glorious to us, we allow ourselves to get caught up in the spiritually, emotionally paralyzing fixation with what didn't go right. You ever met somebody like that? You ever been somebody like that? Uh-oh. But you notice that's what Isaiah is doing. He's not allowing them to get stuck in the hardship. 
But Isaiah is saying to them, recall all that God has done. And we will go from there. And Isaiah goes on, he says, Surely these are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their Savior in all distress. And then here comes the money quote. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. How many times do we find ourselves getting wrapped up in a person, place, or thing for our happiness or our joy? How many times do we allow ourselves to get caught up and to become just captivated by an idea or a person? How many times do we tie our spiritual health and well-being to a particular place or to a particular person or to a particular idea? How many times do we walk away from our faith or walk away from our faith communities because instead of being captivated by someone, we're repelled by them? How many times do we deal with that? And yet Christmas reminds us that our faith and our fidelity to God is not based off a building. It's not based off of a pastor. It's not based off an idea. It's not based off of power or control. But our faith has its roots in, as John said so eloquently in the very first part of his gospel, and the Word became flesh. And Isaiah's pointing us to John's gospel here, even though John wasn't around yet, and even though John's gospel wasn't around yet, and even though Jesus wasn't around yet, God is being, he is reminding God's faithful. that we are not saved by anything other than the presence of God in our lives. And Christmas gives us the gift of a season to focus on that reality. That it is God's presence that has always been involved in the saving of God's people whether through the biblical times of the Old, the biblical times of the New Testament, whether the, it is the time where we are waiting for Christ to come again in glory. We must remember that the people of God have been saved by the presence of God. Nothing more and nothing less. And he closes this out by saying, in his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. And God's love, brothers and sisters, not because of what you've done, not because of what we've done, but because of God's love, we have been redeemed. He lifted them up 
and carried them all the days of old. We tell this story again because we are reminded that we are a God who is still there to carry His people. And what we must wrestle with this morning is what is it or who is it that we are allowing to carry us today? Do we allow our checkbooks to carry us? Do we allow our emotions to carry us? Do we allow our power to carry us? Do we allow our resources to carry us? Do we allow our prestige to carry us? Do we allow someone we love to carry us? Do we allow our circumstances to carry us? Do we have this idea that if we could just have X, then we would be fine and our hope of X is what carries us? No! Let us remember that we worship a God who carries His people. And may we be people who allow ourselves to be carried by Him. Who or what is it that you need to drop in order to be carried by God's grace? As we go into 2019, I will tell you this. As your pastor, I am going to be pushing your church leadership hard on the idea that we have as our stated mission as a church, and this is a mission I was handed when I got here. Our mission is to grow and to serve in Christ. And we had better be very, very careful that all of our discussions, all of our thoughts, and all our emotions must be centered around the idea of growing and serving in Christ. And I know that's a very laser-like focus, very precise, but it's when we focus on what we are called to do that we find ourselves being faithful. And in order to be who God has called us to be, we have to be carried not by our emotions, but we have to be carried by the one who lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. What did Jesus say to his disciples? He did not say anything other than to follow me. Let us allow ourselves to follow the Christ child and to be carried. Let us follow the Christ child. Let us be inspired by the stories of old. Let us remember the love that God has shown us. Let us remember that we are God's children. And let us remember that God became our Savior in our distress. It was no messenger or angel, but His presence that saved them. May it be so for us now and always. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast from First United Methodist Church of the River, Louisiana. You may find out more about our ministries at fumcderigger.org or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash fumcdr. Thank you and God bless.